you no more. I beg you for mercy. Right. Hey, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Live in the uh, Skyline studio. Here till 4. Uh, coming up at 2.30, we always play uh, Carson comedy clips. You can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV. Uh, and we're going to hear some uh, stand-up from Bill Maher from 1982. It's Wednesday, so that means at 3.30 we do a Know Your Onion. We get two uh, callers on the line. They each play around. And uh, what happens is Tom will read a news headline, and you have to figure out whether it's real or from the onion. Uh, 312-981-7200. That's our number on the Team Hochberg phone line. We're going to have also some uh, some weird uh, TV theories, fan TV theories to talk about. So, uh, Tom, you didn't do well with your lemonade stand. I did not. Uh, got maybe one customer ever. One? Yeah. <laughs> so you just sat outside, just sitting there? Yeah, I drank a lot of my own product. I got high on my own supply, as yeah. they say. Um, but I figured, you know, it seems like such the American summer, you know, kids out there sign lemonade, five cents right, or a quarter, I guess. Maybe that was it. I was charging like a quarter. I don't know if that was too high for a lemonade. I don't know. I can't remember what I was charging. (laughs) I don't remember what my business overhead was. I can't remember what I was charging for, uh, the couple times I had a lemonade stand, but I put it right out in front of our, our, our apartment. On the sidewalk, right in front of the porch, on Addison, right there, at the at the Brown Line, right next to the Brown Line. So there's a lot of foot traffic. Now you mentioned a guy he tried to haggle. He with did. You. He tried to haggle with me. I can't remember what I was charging, but he was like, uh, "What if I give you?" And he, I, I don't know. I mean, if maybe I was charging a quarter, and he was yeah. like, "What if I give you a dime?" Like you're haggling with a nine year old <laughs> over a, a, you know, a cup of. Lemonade? Uh, 312-981-7200. Did you ever have a uh, a lemonade stand as a kid? And uh, was there some other way? Did you did you have any, did you have like a what was it? Uh, what's the what is a uh, Lucy having peanuts oh, she's again? A, she's a therapist. Therapist. The doctor yeah. is in. Yeah, that would have been an interesting uh, endeavor. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, 312-981-7200. If you were a kid, did you have a lemonade stand? How'd you do with it? Some kids do very, very well with their lemonade stands. But they get extra help from their folks. You know? I say, if you're going to do a lemonade stand, you got to do it all by yourself. I did. And you made the, you made the lemonade I yourself? I made the lemonade myself, yeah. Now, what, what did you make the stand out of? Did you have to... I had a card table. Okay, card table. Yeah, for, with the fold-out legs. Mm-hmm. You know, your basic... Uh, card table what'd you use for the sign i just drew a lemonade and whatever the price was i don't remember i just it said the word lemonade and i scotch taped it to the to the front of the uh, card table so it wasn't the best looking lemonade stand i didn't actually build an entire stand (laughs) you didn't get the power tools out no it was just a card table with a stack of, of cups and a pitcher of lemonade do you remember what what brand would have been like Country Time? Or I something? don't remember. It probably was Country Time. Isn't Country Time the the biggest brand of lemonade? It's it's the gold standard, I'd say. Yeah. In terms of uh, you know powdered lemonade mix, 
Yeah. So I th- I'm pretty sure it was probably it was probably country time. Did you ever have a lemonade stand? 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. And what was your, if you didn't have a lemonade stand, did you have anything else that you made money at when you were a kid? So um, how about this? A drink mix company is offering a quote-unquote bailout for entrepreneurs in the seasonal industry Hard hit by the coronavirus pandemic. The lemonade stand. Country Time announced the Littlest Bailout Program will distribute $100 checks to kids under the age of 14 whose lemonade stand plans were foiled by the COVID-19 crisis. 100 bucks is a lot of money for a kid under 14. Yeah, man. You know? Um, we know... This will be a rough summer for lemonade stands, and if the big guys are getting bailed out, why shouldn't we help the littlest entrepreneurs get the same treatment, Country Time said on the program's website. Would-be lemonade stand entrepreneurs are being asked to submit an essay about how they would spend their bailout money along with a photo of the sign that they would have used for their abortive stands. Applications for the bailout checks are being accepted through August 14th, so get your uh, essay going. Get your picture taken, send it off, and uh, Country Time's going to send $100 checks to uh, to kids under 14. I thought this was a joke. It's not. This is real. This is a real thing. Did you ever do anything else as a kid to earn money? Did you mow lawns? God, I'm trying to think of what I... I, I used to babysit. I used to babysit a You bit. would babysit? Yeah. You know, I had one of those unspoken agreements with my folks where it was like, you know, I had two younger brothers. I didn't have an allowance. Um, That wasn't really a thing in my house. I just did chores because I was supposed to. Yeah. But there was an unspoken agreement that, you know, as long as I did my chores and helped take care of my brothers when my parents needed me to, if I wanted to go to the movies or something on a Friday night. They would just, you know, spot me the money. Um, like, all right, you did you did what you need to do this week. Go out, do your thing. I did not mow lawns because, like, in my neighborhood, there weren't really yeah, any lawns. No lawns to speak of. Yeah. We had a lawn in our backyard. We had a big backyard next to that was, like, next to the house. And there was an apartment building behind us. So there were two properties. One was in the, you know, the there was, it was a three-flat in the rear. And then we were in the in the front, two-flat in the front. Um, but I did, uh, shovel snow when I was a kid, you know, I'd go up to the house, I mean, knock classic. on the door. Hey, I'll shovel your walk for you. And I did that. I did that. I actually did that a lot. What I, was the going rate on I that? I don't remember. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. Buck, maybe. Buck to shovel your snow. I don't, I don't even know. This is a long time ago. This was like sure. in the seventies. Right. So. But, uh, yeah. How did you earn money when you were a kid? I also had a paper route when I was a kid. Uh, 312-981-7200. Did you ever have a... You ever have a um, a lemonade stand? And, and uh, how did you earn some money? And I also have a story about here that uh, lemonade stands are illegal in most of the United States. I didn't know that. So, 312-981-7200. Uh, If you want to join us, we would love to hear from you.
What did you do to earn money when you were uh, when you were just a kid? Did you have a lemonade stand? Any of that other stuff? Mow lawns, shovel walks. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. More coming up right here on WGN. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Uh, here until uh, 4. 312-981-7200. So we're talking about how did you uh, make money when you were a kid? We were, starting off here was the lemonade stand. Did you ever have a lemonade stand? Did you mow lawns? Did you shovel walks? How did you make money as a kid? 312-981-7200. Here's Darlene on WGN. Hi, Darlene. Hi, Nick. How you doing? All right. What's uh, up? I- I just want to share a story. My brother was out a few years ago. He and his wife were in a small town in Woodstock, and uh, he was doing missionary work. Well, his wife was visiting with the lady of the house, and he noticed down the road in front of the house the little boy had a stand, a, a lemonade stand. So he said, I wanted to get out of my car and give the little guy some business since it was a dirt road going to nowhere, you know. So he gets out and he goes over and he says to the little boy, he said, you know, I'm not crazy about lemonade. Do you have anything else for sale? He says, sure, I've got some homemade popsicles here. And my brother, he said, I'll have one of those. So he looked at the popsicle, my brother said, he said, you know, this is the widest stick I've ever seen on a popsicle. He said, it almost reminds me of a tongue suppressor. And the little boy said, he says, it is. My mommy works right down the road at the veterinarians. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he was getting his, his popsicle sticks from the veterinarian, yeah. and it was it was just a cute story I yeah. wanted to share. Oh, yeah. That's pretty funny. Okay, thanks, Darlene. Have a great evening. Okay, we love you. you. Thank you. Bye. Uh, a tongue depressor. Using a tongue depressor to make your popsicles. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. How did you make some money when you were a kid? Uh, let's see. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Doug on WGN. Hey, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Great show. Yes, it brings back memories of when I grew up as a military brat. Sixty two. I had a paper boy uh, job on my American Huffy. I. I threw papers to the generals. Uh, my one of my brothers dated the general's daughter, and they got in a big old fight. Uh, also, I set bowling balls at ten cents a line, and I caddied a golf course for all the colonels. They gave me ten cents uh, a hole. This is back in '62. <laughs> yeah, caddying, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people who've done that. All right, Doug. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, caddying. I, you know, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew some of my friends did the caddying during the summer and making some extra dough doing that. Uh, how you earned money when you were a kid? 312-981-7200. Here's Aaron on WGN. Hey, Aaron. What's going on? Hey. Good evening. So, uh, yeah, I, I was actually a umpire in Mount Prospect. And the funny story was, uh, it was the playoffs. And uh, here I am as a, you know, young lad, um, 
with all of these parents that were just super excited to see their kids in the playoffs, the only umpire out there and just getting yelled at for yeah, every single call. I bet. I mean, it was it was stressful, but I guess I made money and I uh, I, I was living large at that point. Yeah, but it was it was super stressful. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 incredible how seriously a lot of the parents take the little league you know it's just it's a bunch of little kids just playing baseball just let them play kids the parents go nuts parents go nuts i i I still i still like have tremors till this day watching little league games and remembering that i was just getting yelled at in every direction yeah and i couldn't i couldn't call the best you know call strike ball or out it, it was just always bipartisan it yeah. was crazy <laughs> yeah it's nuts all right i'm glad you survived it aaron thank you all right buddy take care yeah. i couldn't imagine being an ump uh, uh for a little league little league game i was uh i was a soccer referee for a time so well, I, can, that's right. I can really feel aaron's sort of pain there yeah you're just trying to do your job it's just it's just so, you know, I mean, I don't know why parents take it so seriously. I I I have no idea. I had a guy charge me on a fee, on the field. I was 16. And a grown a grown ass man, yeah, came up to me on the field to yell at me. And I took, you know, I took it in stride, you know, I stood there, I listened, and I said, "Sir, do you realize that you are screaming at a minor?" Yeah. At a 12-year-old soccer game. Yeah. And he was very much. Imba- I was. I told him. I said, "Look at the people. Look at the people around you right now. Who do they think is being crazier, me or you?" And he just he walked away. Ta- you know, tail between his legs. Yeah. Because really, that's what it comes down to. Who looks crazier right now? Oh no, it's. Me it, it, I, I've. I've. You know, I remember incidents of little league um, with um, you know parents going nuts, particularly fathers. And uh, it's just like if you're nine, your kid, your kid's like nine years old. I know, just out there playing a little baseball, and oh then God. you're screaming at umpires and yelling at other parents. Why? They're all, and most of the time, those umpires are also pretty young guys. Yeah. Maybe the oldest college age for yeah. some of these little leaguers. Yeah, my dad used to really embarrass me, though. He would lose his mind. He Why? Got, he got sent to the cars multiple times. <laughs> he had to go sit in the car. <laughs> Could be on because he would insult the ref. Yeah. And uh, there was there was one time he he got he got in big trouble. He wasn't allowed to come back for multiple games because he said to the kid, he said to the kid, he was it was this kid who had like pretty long hair and he was wearing shades while he was refereeing, which, to be fair, you can't do. You need need to put, you know, put your hand up, you know, make it don't wear sunglasses. But he yells at the kid like he made it. He did make a bad call, but he yells at the kid. He says, "Hey, who'd you go to high school with, Helen Keller?" <laughs> and I was like, "Dad, you can't say that, man!" Yeah. And he's screaming at this guy. He tells him to ref tells him to beat it. Yeah, he storms off to the car. He's like, "I can't believe that ref." I was like, "We can't believe you, Dad. What is that?" Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good line though. Yeah, For it's, an umpire. it's very it's very mean, but yeah. it's a good one. Uh, 312-981-7200. We're going back to your childhood. Um, how'd you make money? Did you ever have a lemonade stand? Did you deliver the paper? Did you shovel the walks? Did you mow the lawns? How'd you make money when you were a kid? 312-981-7200. Here's Janice on WGN. Hi, Janice. Hi. Hi. Nick, do you remember when BJ Dirty Dragon 
just offered um, like a packet if you were to have a carnival for oh, yeah. uh, muscular dystrophy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. I mean, my mom and dad didn't help me at all, and I can remember going to a Sears store and dragging 12 refrigerator boxes across the two-lane highway and down two blocks to my house, and I used these refrigerator um, boxes to create, like, a fun house. Wow. And the kids would come, and they would climb through the fun, fun house, and then I would have... Um, Games and prizes and uh, food and things like that. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I think in return they sent you, like, oh, it must have been, like, a packet with maybe a sign or... Yeah, no, I did, um, it. I did it one time, Janice. I did it one time. Did you? Yeah, for muscular yeah, dystrophy. I figured, yeah, I figured you'd remember that. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was a big thing. It was fun. Yeah. yeah, it was. And then they would... I'm not sure if they did it more than, over more than one summer or not, but that was... That was fun. Yeah, and and I, I just one of the reasons why. I mean, Janice, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know how much I, I adore Jerry Lewis. Like, right, one, me too. <laughs> one of one of my heroes and one of the funniest people that ever lived. Um, and I would watch the uh, telethon every Labor Day. I would watch it oh, cool. every Labor cool. Day. And so uh, when I heard that they were, you know, that that you could do this, you could have like a carnival to to. You know, to benefit uh, MDA. Oh, um, I had it uh, for sure. I only did it one time. Um, because I yeah. lived, in, I lived, you know, like on a, you know, like I said, uh, Janice, I grew up on right on Addison Street. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's a little, def- you know, it's a little weird to have like a carnival on <laughs> on Addison as opposed to like in a neighborhood where everybody knows each other and stuff. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, I absolutely remember that. And they did. They sent you signage and uh, to help you out. And they sent you a whole packet, uh, you know, of, of of stuff. Yeah, that was. Yeah, cool. It must have been like the early seventies. That's or so, exa- exactly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. I, I just I totally forgot that I did that. And uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was that was cool. And uh, yeah, I would always get thrilled because Jerry Lewis would mention the carnivals on air. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, and he'd be like, "We'd like to thank the kids who had the carnivals," and then they would show like footage from some of the you know from some of the carnivals from across the country. Uh, oh, neat. And it was yeah, and it was I always I always found that exciting. So. That's great, cool. Janice. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Bye-bye. take care. How'd you earn money when you were a kid? 312-981-7200. And I have a news story here that says that um, lemonade stands illegal in most states. <laughs> Which, of course, is absurd. But, uh, yeah, lemonade stands are illegal. So, if you're... And but uh, you know it's, it's you're not going to be able to really do a lemonade stand uh, uh, this summer. But all right, how'd you earn your money when you were a kid? Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred more on seven twenty WGN. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, live in the Skyline studio here till 4 o'clock. Uh, we were talking about lemonade stands, and I've got a story here, but they're they're illegal in most of the United States. But we had lemonade stands when we were kids, and then I wanted to ask how you uh, made some money when you were a kid. You know, the old lemonade stand, the old uh, mowing the lawns, that kind of stuff. 312-981-7200 
is the number. Uh, let's say hello to Doc. Hey, Doc. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Tom should have told that parent that charged him. Hey, buddy. There's a reason my friends call me the Bismarck. Watch who you're messing with. <laughs> yeah, try to push me over, man. Yeah, that's right. The Bismarck. Hey, when I was a kid, uh, we lived uh, out in the boonies on the edge of Kansas City, uh, two lane road. And uh, I grew up back in the days of returnable bottles. So oh, one yeah. thing we used to go go out and walk the highway and pick up bottles. They were either two cents, three cents, or uh, yeah. five cents for quarts. So we made a lot of money doing that. Uh, my dad was a sheet metal worker, installed the furnaces and air conditioning and new homes, old homes. But when he was doing new apartment complexes, we would take turns and we would go out and we would just walk around the different buildings and pick up wire and uh, pieces of copper that the plumbers left behind, anything copper, and then sell used copper. Uh, and you can make quite a bit still to this day. Copper yeah. draws a good price. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we lived out at the bottom of a hill up against the woods, and about 80% of the trees were walnuts. And we used to go out and pick up walnuts, come up, dump them on the edge of the driveway. And if you ever seen a fresh walnut, it's got a big green soft hole on the outside of the shell it takes a while for that to dry out and fall off so we just put them on the driveway and then we would take them down to the local farmer's market and sell packs half bushels and bushels of walnuts wow there you go and wow. could i get uh talk about the legality thing just a little bit yeah sure you know i've worked royals games chiefs games final four event work single day event work and, you know, there are people responsible for certifying even single-day event-type concessions. So, uh, And I've had to take, you know, one-day food handlers course. They really should make a, a mini course for kids, but you could still get sick from a kid's lemonade stand. And, let, you know, these kids are running in the house, use the bathroom, not wash their hands, come out, fill up your cup with ice, you know, yeah. whatever. So they could do a mini course. Uh, just some basic things about it, and then find out that somebody's supervising the kids. And one year we had this brilliant idea. We'd sell hot dogs at our garage sale. Literally had to get a permit for that. Couldn't sell both hamburgers and hot dogs. I could sell 10 kinds of hot dogs. Had to have a permit posted on the outside of the house, visible from the street. And we got inspected uh, to see what we were going to do about hand washing and and food handling and, and this and that sort of thing. So I'm all for seeing to it that they, they don't get anybody sick, but uh, they could do a little bit to help the kids along. Yeah. Okay. hundred bucks. Pretty unbelievable. Isn't though. that? Yeah. A hundred bucks. Man. That's, uh, you know, I, a kid could have a, have a lemonade stand every weekend and not make that kind of money. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay, Doc, thanks. All right. Good show. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Hundred bucks. That's still that's a that's a nice amount of that's the country times putting out a nice amount of money for these kids. Yeah, think of all the jawbreakers you could buy with a hundred bucks, man. Yeah. But uh, the question remains: Who judges the essays? It's just like the the executives at Country Time, the CEO of Country Time. He reads all the essays and decides Personally. who gets the hundred dollars. Yeah, he's you know listen, he's in charge of a big company. This is part of his responsibility. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be signing those checks. All right. How did you make money when you were a kid? 312-981-7200. Here's uh, Brian on WGN. Hi, Brian. Hey, Nick. How you doing? All right. What's up? Hey, uh, I didn't do any uh, lemonade stands when I in my youth, if you will. Uh, I was mainly a uh, paper route guy. Yeah. 
and I, I lived on the south southeast side. It was basically a small route, maybe twenty to twenty eight houses, if you will. You know, both sides of the streets. And what my main intentions too, when I like first got that paper out in like eighty eighty one, so I'd have been about ten eleven, and that way I wanted to save my money so I can buy a nineteen inch color TV so I can play Atari. Ah, so you wanted to play Atari. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty good. Uh, I had a decent route, if you will. There were certain people, like 108.30, that lady would get a, a Tribune and a Cal. And she was like a big tipper. She was like really cool. 108.15, he'd get a Sun-Times and Cal. But you had to put the papers in his back door for him. He was uh-huh. real cool. You know, so I did have some pretty cool people. A couple of, uh, one lady, she did have a nice German Shepherd, but that was actually really mean. So I did have a nice route. There was one time... You get the the way the news agency was, if you pay your bill on time, you got reward points, if you will, and then he would take you to Gaty's for ice cream, or they would have chicken dinners at the newspaper stand for the holidays. Mm. Okay. But there, was, but there was one time where, actually it was a week, I kind of got yelled at by the news agency, if you will. The reason why I got yelled at, they had the Planet of the Apes, the TV uh, movies on Monday through Friday yeah. on Channel Seven. Ape Week. They shrunk them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they shrunk the uh, movies down, and my naturally the papers got delivered late for my customers. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nick. Yep, Good night. Care. You can't miss Ape Week. Yeah, man. You gotta love Ape Week, especially once you get what's the one with Ricardo Montalban? Is that Conquest? Is that Conquest? Yeah. All right, yeah. If you ask me, that's my favorite one. That's my second favorite. The first one's. I mean, the first one's the first one. Yeah, but I love the one with Ricardo. The the one that Conquest is great. It's it is great. Um, The thing about uh, the thing about about Ape Week was that was hilarious. Was that it was the the three thirty movie? They would have the three thirty movie on 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 uh, Channel Seven every every weekday, and then it would end at five, and the news would start at five. So it was a 90-minute time slot uh, with a, a great portion of commercials. The first Planet of the Apes movie is like two hours and ten minutes long. They would cut the hell out of those movies when they did Ape Week. It was like you're watching maybe half of the original Planet of the Apes. Listen, all I'm going to say, I, I would just need to get this part of it. You maniac! Yeah, classic. All right. Uh, how'd you earn your money when you were a kid? Here's Gene on WGN. Go ahead, Gene. Hi, um, my sister and I, we used to make homemade potholders, and then we'd take the younger one with us. It, it was in the suburbs. We'd go door to door, take the younger one with us, and we'd have her knock and ask, would you like to buy potholders? And everybody thought she was so cute. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. So you brought that along. That was your, that was your secret. Did you sell a lot of potholders? Yeah, I actually still use some of them. It's crazy. I'm 72 years old, but I still have them. Wow. Those are good potholders then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks, Gene. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. 312-981-7200. What did you do when you were a kid to, to make a little dough? That's pretty unique, making potholders. Potholders? Going door-to-door selling potholders? Did you ever have to do fundraising for your school? Um. You, you, no, not really. But we did do the 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 candy drive. 
where you would you would go door to door and try to sell candy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a popular one. Yeah, I was. I'm not. I'm not a good salesperson. I could never be in sales. You know, <laughs> it's one of the reasons why Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is just such a uncomfortable play and movie for Always. me. That, I can't even imagine. That, it's it's three three words. Always be yeah. closing. Man. ABC. Always ABC. be closing. Nick DiGilio, that's my name. Or always be cobbling <laughs> as the the sketch that they did the yeah. the Christmas sketch that they did on SNL. Glenn with Gary Glenn Kloss. It was fantastic. Uh all right, here's uh Robert on WGN. Hey Robert. Hey, morning, Nick. Yeah. Um I wanted a 68 Schwinn Banana Bite Stingray. So I asked my grandfather if he would buy it for me. He brought me in the garage, showed me a lawnmower, showed me how to mow the lawn, and he showed me the blocks. And he goes, go door to door and knock on doors and get them to... So I mowed lawns, shoveled snow, got the taste of money, and then I got a paper route. Mm -hmm. Chicago Tribune. And they give you a big ass cart with a steel tire. It yep. wasn't rubber; it was a steel tire. I had the same that thing, thing, Robert. Me... I had the same thing I had when I when right. I had a route, and it made so much noise. I mean, so much noise. Yeah, five o'clock oh. in the you're five o'clock in the morning. You're going down a side street with this with this old cart with the metal wheels and waking up all the neighbors. Oh, and, and can you imagine that today? Letting your ten year old kid first of all go out four in the morning, right? And four in the morning, the only thing that's out is drunks. Yep. So, and, and but but the, do you remember the noise? It was just it was horrific. incredibly loud. It was a big wooden cart with metal wheels, and you would push it down the you would push it down the street to deliver the papers. And you now, my friends who were much wealthier than me were like, so you got the papers, then you had to bag the papers. That's right. And if it was raining, you had a double bag of papers, and then you went out in the rain, and you delivered that for the money that you got. So when I finally got my bicycle, it was well-earned. Yeah, I know. I've, uh, the paper route thing, and then don't forget, I, and, you know, if you're working on a Sunday uh, on the paper route, you get to stuff the oh. papers. You had to stuff Oh, them. my God, those things were huge. Yeah, you had to stuff them. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, those were the days. All right, Robert, thanks. Okay, take care, man. Yeah, yeah no, there's big wooden carts that you would push down the down the street with these metal wheels and it would be like 4:30 in the morning you know you're going down the going down the thing delivering the papers sound like a techno song it was ridiculous it was ridiculous and uh i had a pretty good route and the 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 storefront that they used to keep the papers where we would stuff the papers and wrap them and stuff like that where they keep them they would keep the carts and all that stuff was on Lincoln Avenue, um, just south of uh, a few blocks uh, south of Irving. So it was a storefront, and that's where the paper route started. So when we would finish the paper route, we'd all like bring our carts back to that storefront, and every every Sunday we would eat at um, at the Lincoln uh, at the Lincoln Diner at Irving and uh, at Irving and Lincoln. Fantastic, the Lincoln. We would eat at the Lincoln after every after every time. Okay, let's take a let's take a quick break here. Uh, hold on, 
We got some people on the line, a couple lines open if you want to jump in. What did you do uh, when you were a kid to earn some dough? 312 981 7200. 312 981 7200. Is one of my favorite uh, SCTV sketches of all time. Uh, Rick Moranis as Michael McDonald. Hey, it's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline studio. And uh, we're here until 4 o'clock. Uh, at 2.30, we'll play back some classic uh, Carson highlights. You can watch the Johnny Carson show on Antenna TV every night. So we play uh, some fun clips every uh, weekday morning at 2.30. And we're going to go back to 1982 for some stand-up from Bill Maher. It's Wednesday, so that means at 3.30, we'll play a round of Know Your Onion, where we get two contestants on the line. They each play a round. Tom will read a news headline, and uh, you have to decide whether it's real or from the satirical newspaper, The Onion. And we're also going to talk about some very strange uh, um, fan TV theories and more. Right now, uh, well, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Uh, we're talking about lemonade stands, and I have a story here that they, they are illegal in most states, so we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, if you had a lemonade stand when you were a kid, you earned a little extra dough. What'd you do when you were a kid to make some money? Shovel some walks, mow some lawns, paper route. 312-981-7200. Here's Ron on WGN. Hey, Ron. Hi, Nick. Hey. Uh, when I was real young, such, uh, at my babysitter's, such, uh, I had a... Uh, a Kool-Aid stand. It was a mobile uh, Kool-Aid stand. Ooh. I put it in my uh, uh, red wagon, and such, and I went around the neighborhood. And such, uh, um, it was in Wheeling. It wasn't, you know, uh, in the suburbs. Which, uh, but uh, once I got a little bit older, and such, uh, when I was a young teenager uh, or pre-teenager, and such, I got uh, three paper routes. One was a shopper newspaper uh, on Wednesdays, and then I also had a morning route with the Tribune and sometimes and Daily Herald. Uh, and then uh, in the afternoon, such I had a, uh, a route with a uh, paper called uh, Market Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of a, a weird newspaper. Such because they weren't able to make a go of it such with a paid subscription. And so uh, prior to them changing uh, their format, such uh, uh, they it split my route up. And uh, they made two smaller routes. And I asked if I could have both routes. Yeah, okay, fine. And uh, they, were, they were approximately both combined, which is the same size as the one route. And then they changed their format such from a uh, uh, paid subscription uh, newspaper to a, uh, a voluntary payment. Uh, if you liked the newspaper, that you could pay for it. And such, if you didn't, you still got it anyways. So, uh, um, and they, they used all the, the paper boys such to uh, get subscription, voluntary subscriptions. And they offered a, uh, a prize, which on the um, uh, the uh, newspaper vendor was, was called, the company was called Suburban, Suburban Boy Carriers, and he had a yacht, fifty seven foot yacht on uh, Burnham Harbor, and he offered a uh, prize for it uh, for the person that had the most uh, um, the three people with the uh, most subscriptions. 
Well, I, I kind of conned my way into it just because um, I had uh, uh, the two routes and uh, I combined all the voluntary subscriptions onto one uh, route so, oh. and hit zero on the other one. So uh, I was one of the uh, the winners on the on the um, for the yacht. Such and uh, my mother and myself and the other two other um, uh, uh, people such that won uh, uh, a a day on the yacht. Such we were all lounging on Burnham on this fifty seven, and at the time it was the biggest yacht in uh, Burnham Harbor, and we were lounging such and uh, had a great time. Such but. You know, that, that was my childhood. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, Ron, thanks. Sure. Take care. Yeah. We used to have a, a newspaper. I wonder if, uh, if people remember this. In my neighborhood, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in in, uh, in the Lakeview area. Uh, we used to have an, uh, a, a local newspaper called The Booster. Booster? Yeah. It was called The Booster. And it was just like a, lo- a local neighborhood paper. And um, we had a kid deliver it, and then he would come and collect the money. Like, I, I can't, I don't know if it was like once a week. Yeah, once a week. He, I think at the end of the week, he would come up and collect the money. But he would deliver the booster. And I remember I entered a little contest in the booster to win free passes to the Milford Theater, which was a theater over on Milwaukee Avenue. It's not, obviously, it's not there anymore. But it was like a second-run theater. Like, I think they charged like 50 cents or a buck to get in. And it was, there were always double features. And I and I ended up you know, looking in the paper. Um, I think it was something about like if your name showed up in the classifieds, you were a winner. And then you can bring the paper to the office, which I think was on Lincoln Avenue, uh, the booster office. Show it to them, and then they give you passes to the Milford. And I think they made a mistake because they kept printing my name like every week. And I just kept going and getting more free passes to the Milford. This went on for a while. But yeah, the booster. That was a a neighborhood paper. Uh, Here's Karen calling from Pennsylvania. Hi, Karen. Hi. Um, So I started when I was about 10 years old. I live in a... Farming community at the time, it's getting all grown up now, but uh, had a friend at school whose dad raised tomatoes. Okay. And it all gets the tomatoes come ready, and my brother and I go ride our bikes, or I rode my horse over to the neighbor's farm, and we pick tomatoes. And our goal for the day was $10. $10 and it to, to pick tomatoes. You have ten dollars a day. And that was how long we'd work. It was twenty-five cents a basket, and so we had to pick forty baskets to get our ten dollars. Jeez! And the last time that my brother and I did it together and had challenged each other that I could do more than he could do, and you know who'd get to the forty dollars, the ten dollars first, the forty baskets, and. Two of us got done in a little bit over an hour, 40 baskets of tomatoes. Jeez. Wow, that's, in, that's take, impressive. Then we take it to um, one of my brother's friends. They had a farm, and they raised potatoes. And so by October, we were picking potatoes. 
um, after school. Yeah, so tomatoes and potatoes is what you did. Well, that's what we did until we got old enough to drive. Yeah, okay. And once I could drive, I did newspapers. Ah, there you go. Wow, worked and a lot. And there's, there's one thing about newspapers that you got to know. Just because you have a car and you're doing an in-town route and you think, oh, it's easy to hit these porches, you got to know your town. Because the reason I was able to get the job is because nobody wanted that job. And nobody wanted that job because the town is known as Glen Rock. It's set in a valley. There's seven different hills that come down into that valley. And everybody's house is built on the hill. And so to hit those porches... You had anywhere from 20 to 30 steps that you had to go up. Wow. And they weren't, they weren't built so that you could walk house to house. They went up the steps, delivered one paper, came back down and delivered another paper. Wow, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I real quick learned that my two younger sisters who were... Uh, eight and nine years older than... or younger than me... And had a lot of energy, wanted a job really bad, so I put him to work. Ah, all right. There you go. All right, Karen, thanks. Yep, you have a good day. All right, take care. It's a paper route from hell. Jeez. Karen worked hard for her money, like Donna Summer. Uh, here's Kathy on WGN. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you doing? All right, what's up? Sure, sure. Glad to listen to you on the uh, radio. Um, I'm uh, the one that uh, grew up on Narragansett and graduated from Steinmetz. Okay. So I had a job at the uh, age of 15 at Fannie Mae uh, on uh, Belmont and Central as a soda jerk. Ah, okay. They not only sold candy, but they also sold ice cream uh, creations and um, sodas and so forth. So I think that was the same block as Gold Blocks. Yeah, and it was right near the Will Rogers Theater. It, you always know the theater. Yeah, it was so right cute. near the Will Rogers Theater. Yeah. So my dad would pick me up at 9.30, and I would always save the mistakes in the freezer for him ah. <laughs> when he came and picked me up, and he was so happy to come and get me. There you go. That's great. <laughs> That's take, great. take care. We're always delighted to hear All you. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Bye-bye, dear. Bye. And here's Rich on WGN. Hey, Rich. Hey, Nick. What's up? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, believe it or not, I couldn't make the football team even though I'm six four. But um, so, so to watch the games, I sold hot dogs at the old Park Road Forest High School in the stadium. I sold hot dogs. You know, walked around in the high heat, yeah, and and sold hot dogs to make a few extra bucks. And talking about the guy that talked uh, about the. Um, Let's see, uh, Burnham Park Harbor. Um, we had a we had a big yacht. My dad had uh, seventy eighty four, and we slipped number forty one. I remember listening to the Bears games from the boat, and I'm like, I should be at the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yep. But you're on a yacht, so uh, like Andy Samberg. 
<laughs> there was an episode of King of the Hill where Bobby Hill had to sell uh, hot, had to sell sodas. You mean Pamela Adlon? Yeah, Pamela Adlon. Yeah, uh, she had to sell s- sodas. Yeah, at the racetrack or yeah. something like that. Hey, Rich, thanks for the call, man. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Um, so here's a quick real story here. It was a hot summer day in August of 2015 when Jerry Seinfeld, his son, and two of his son's pals decided to sell lemonade. They set up a, a shop on a stretch of grass alongside a roadside in East Hampton, New York, not far from the $32 million home the comedian purchased from rocker Billy Joel in 2000. A nearly six-foot-tall sign scrawled with wobbly handwritten red text advertised that they were selling so that when drivers zooming by could read uh, they would see what they were missing. Dressed in baseball caps and shorts, the four salesmen hawked their ice-cold beverages throughout the course of the afternoon. They were raising money for a nonprofit organization started by uh, Seinfeld's wife, Jessica, called Good and Foundation. Um, until a police officer arrived and parked his cruiser at the stand. They were making lots of money. So they said they can't sling the juice without a uh, a permit. So they shut down they shut down Jerry Seinfeld's son's lemonade stand. <laughs> you need a permit to sell lemonade. I guess that makes sense. You know, Doc was Doc pointed out when he called in about all the safety measures that you have to go through. You don't want people to get sick, you know. So, anyway, interesting to see how people earned the earned some money when they were a kid. Yeah, so 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We're going to talk about some weird and wild TV theories coming up here on WGN, but let's hit the news.